Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Welcome to all the monks and novices and blessings to all the laity. Having been born in this life, what purpose are we born for? Why are we born? According to human nature, we don't really know. We are born and we know our duty that we need to study, to work, and later it might be to have a family. Having a family, then we have the duty to provide for our family for the rest of our life. If one does not study Dhamma, it will just be like this. But if we ask ourselves, why are we born? We may not have an answer. But maybe a child that has grown up might have panya, wisdom, and will answer that they were born to create goodness, that they were born to give benefit, or that we were born to develop our minds higher. But this knowledge that we have been born to develop our minds comes according to an individual's strength of mind. Someone with wisdom will know that we have not been born into just this one life. We have been born into this life already, but it's not only for the span of one entire lifetime. Even in the span of one day, there are constant births. This is the birth of the mind, and this is important to know. We have been born into many lives. When our eyes see visible forms, the ears hear sounds, the nose smell odours, the tongue tastes flavours, the body contacts tactile objects, the thoughts and mental formations arise in the mind, which is called the Dhamma Aramana, then we have feeling arising. That is, we have been born already. When we have liking, then there is becoming and birth arising. When there is disliking arise, then there is concern and worry in our mind. There is birth. The birth has entered into the mind already. Once, when the monks were eating the meal in the hall, and one of the old monks heard the sound of a wild chicken calling out, and he turned to look. Venerable Ajahn Chah said out loud, Ow, oh, your mind has been born in the chicken already. I sat and contemplated. This mind is that fast. Just having liking and then turning around, and the mind has already darted off to the chicken. Ajahn Chah wanted us to be careful, to be restrained and careful. It's not that being in the middle of eating and being restrained and then hearing the sound of a chicken calling out, then turning to look. And Ajahn Chah shouted out already. He used loud speech in order for us to keep our restraint and carefulness. So in one minute, or half an hour, or an hour, we are born into many lives. We are born and then die. We have died and then are born. But if it's death of the physical body, this is a very long life. The Buddha didn't talk about being born and dying like this. He talked of birth and death in the present moment. That we have many births and deaths in one day and one night. So why were we born? We have to ask our own heart. We do so for us to raise our mind higher. And it's said that there is a giant yaka that wants to catch and eat us, but it can't because we have wisdom. 
This is like being born and doing our proper duty as human beings. If we don't know about this, and we are just living to eat and survive, then this is no different from an animal. Or we are born and just do our normal duties, like humans do every day, not really knowing anything, just trying to get by. This is no different from an animal. Like a chicken being kept and raised. At night, it just sleeps like that. In the morning, when it gets hungry, it goes out to search for food all day long, and then comes back to sleep. It does this until death. Our birth is just that much then. We are unable to develop our mind higher. Therefore, if our birth is like this, it is no different from an animal. And for most people, it is this way. But if we are Buddhists, we have wisdom, then we will create benefits in this world, or create this within our minds. You can see that this mind has the most and greatest value. It is important for us to develop our minds higher, for the mind to be more pure and be liberated step by step. So any ratana, jewels, in this world or in the heavens will never be able to equal to the Buddha Ratana, Dhamma Ratana, Sangha Ratana. This mind is that which we must try to develop to have more purity, to be a mind of tremendous value. So in the beginning, we have to bring up in the mind metta, loving-kindness, and karuna, compassion, as its foundation. When the mind has metta and karuna as the foundation, it has virtue. It has the four Brahma-viharas, the divine abidings. It has goodness of all four sides. And so we have to train the mind to be more sympathetic, which must come from training. Mudita is a sympathetic mind. We see someone who does good, and we sadhu anumodana. Like we build goodness each Friday, and we anumodana sadhu rejoice with each other. This is a sympathetic mind that is rejoicing and having gladness with each other. Or if one mind has created whatever goodness, and we do know whoever created it, but we see it as a person that has no name, it's just one particular mind. The physical form may be of a man, a woman, a monk, a layperson, a novice, but these are all just conventions. Whether it is a monk, novice, mechi, layperson, male or female, if you look deeper, it is just one mind. It is one element of knowing that creates goodness through support of the body, building goodness through the body, through speech. Some people who have merit and have faith renounce to ordain. This is the body and flesh that ordains and creates goodness. Then becoming a monk or novice arises. It is one mind, that's all. If we separate it out, then there is no living being, no person. It is just one mind that creates goodness and virtue. When we see whoever it is creating goodness, then we anumodana sadhu with them. But if we think that it is a person and it is someone that we like, then we can give our anumodana. But if it's someone we don't like, then we can't give our anumodana. Our mind may have anger and hate coming up. Therefore, we have to look more deeply that the mind is something natural. It is one element of knowing. If the mental defilements have been taken out from the mind, it will be pure as well. 
whether it is a person or an animal, they are able to develop their mind to have the inner Buddha awakening. It doesn't differ. Here, when we come to train our minds to rejoice at the goodness of others' minds, this may be a difficult thing to do, but it has to be trained in. When we practice this often, then metta, karuna, mudita, upeka, equanimity in the mind will improve. And even when there are those who don't do good, we don't make it worse for them. We wait for the opportunity and time, and then we may try to change their thoughts and views, give teachings to change a bad person to be a good person. Like a parent who has metta, karuna, mudita, upeka, to their child. We will not add to people's suffering because everyone naturally has greed, anger and delusion, especially in this era where everything is very fast. This applies to people's greed, anger and delusion as well. This is a world of rapid communication in a prevalent online social world. Having wealth, it can quickly disappear. Praise, Blame and gossip spreads very quickly. It's an age where the worldly dhammas have grown rapidly. Therefore, we will not add to anyone's suffering because the mental defilements make us all suffer as it is. So we have to be able to bring up equanimity in the mind. Then our minds will not be miserable. These four Brahmaviharas are important in dhamma practice. We need to have care and restraint. When we are able to keep the five moral precepts, we do dana, giving. This is the four Brahmaviharas that allow us to keep the moral precepts purely because of these Brahmaviharas. The four Brahmaviharas can look after our minds, and in this way, our minds create goodness. We will answer this question then that we are born to create goodness. We are born to develop our minds higher. With this human body, we continue to develop the mind higher, to be a mind that is human, because the mind that is higher, which has sila dhamma, the virtue of morality, is called a manusa devo. The body is a human being, but the mind is also a human being, because of having higher virtue, and even higher than this in dhamma practice, then there is hiri, wise shame, and otapa, a fear of wrongdoing. Higher than this, the mind has piti and pramojo, joy and rapture easily. This is a dewata, a celestial being. It is a dewo, dewa, dewo. One has a mind like this. It's a mind having virtue. So a dewa, dewo, when they create any merit, it's easy for them to be joyful. Therefore, people who have virtue, they are a dewa. When they create any merit and goodness, it's easy for them to have rapture. That is, they have uplifted their minds. But in the beginning, we may be a human being or a kalyana chana, a human being with a beautiful mind. This is a human mind which has self-sacrifice. Sometimes we sacrifice following our parents. When our parents make merit and goodness, that is self-sacrifice. Our parents follow the five moral precepts and then we follow. We feel that we want to follow our parents as well. 
when our parents give alms to monks, listen to Dhamma, observe the precepts, we follow that. This is our mind, which does not harm anyone, and which has the virtue of sila. The body is a human, the mind is also a human, and when we do it, we feel at ease. But there is still some doubt that we have done these good actions already, but we still do not have inner happiness and contentment like other people do. When we feel like this, we have to continue to practice Dhamma. We have to keep creating goodness. Do it until our minds are full and filled with good deeds to a stable level, and then the mind will be like a Devata. We must also, Bhavana, cultivate the mind. Our minds will then be able to go higher. And when we meditate, we can recollect the merit that we have done in the past, the good kamma that we have created. What merit have we made? We think about it and we feel full of joy, happy and pleased. Then we can recollect that merit often. Throughout the day we can think of it often. We observe sila. Then we think about our sila and we feel joy. We think of our acts of self-sacrifice. We remember them often and this is a meditation object and is meditation. This is chaga nusati, recollecting our merit as a mental object. It is sila nusati, recollecting sila as a mental object. Our minds are a devata, so make our minds like a devata often. When we are not selfish, even though we still have the feelings of me and mine, we still have attachment, but we are not selfish. We are a person who has self-sacrifice. Our mind is higher and it becomes better step by step. A person with dana and sila can give up their sense of self to the level of sila, but they still have thoughts and distractions. There is anger and ill will still in the mind. There is comparing to others. So we have to use a meditation object to oversee the mind well. Be patient and keep trying. Even though sometimes we have no samadhi, meditative concentration, and our mindfulness is not enough as well. There is mental heat. The mind has greed, has anger, has delusion, but we have to endure it. This patient endurance is on the valuable level of morality. We have to be patient. Kanti, patience and forbearance, is the Dhamma that is the highest incinerator of the mental defilements. This is what the Buddha taught. We keep developing the mind further, and when we have samadhi, then our minds are more at ease. It will be easier for us to forgive. But when our eyes see a form, we feel like we don't like it, and we feel anger. The ear hears a sound, we know about different things, we then have anger arising again. It's like this, so we need to practice with it. We try to spread metta. Life is uncertain, death is certain. Today, we will not be angry with anyone. We will not harm anyone. We will not have hate for anyone. We will try to train our minds. We will forgive everyone because it is the last day of our life already. We can think in this way and this makes our mind be at ease. When sila, samadhi and panya have strength, it has become stronger 
This is Marga, the noble eightfold path factors arising, and this will be a weapon that can be used to destroy the mental defilements. The mind is developed to a Devata, and when the Samadhi is higher than this, it has more Parami, spiritual perfection, and this is called a Brahma God. The body is a human being, the mind is a Devata, the mind is a Brahma. This is within the mind. May you train the mind to have patient endurance. Develop our minds. We were born to develop our minds to the highest. And when our minds are the most cool, this is Nibbana. As long as we haven't reached Nibbana yet, then we keep trying and put effort into Dhamma practice. In the monastery, we practice. Returning back home, we practice and develop the mind without fail. We sit meditation, do chanting without fail. Always be reflecting and thinking about it. Try to look at yourself. Be critical of yourself a lot. Teach yourself that this is important. Thus, the Buddha taught that one is one's own refuge. We have to teach ourselves. We have to train ourselves as much as possible. We will then be successful and be able to get virtue and goodness to arise. But in the beginning, we have to be supported by our faith that arises. This faith leads one first, and then wisdom comes after. We should not be discouraged that, why is it we have made merit, but the joy has not come up yet? That we are able to make merit, this shows that our mind has self-sacrifice already. We have a certain amount of wisdom already. We should try to do it, try to create and train our parami, and wisdom will come up little by little. But for some people who have a lot of wisdom, they still need to conclude things with wisdom as well. They should continue to contemplate. It's not permanent. It is suffering. We make merit, do dana and self-sacrifice. This is a benefit for society. That we support the building of Buddhist facilities this is a place that will allow us to practice Dhamma and meditation. It's an anchor for our minds at one level. After this, we need to have greater and better Dhamma practice. The more wisdom we have, then we come back to contemplate the body, that it is made up of the earth element, water element, fire element, wind element. It decays and it ceases. Our life is uncertain like this. This makes our mind have peace, have wisdom, and this develops the mind to go to the knowing or emptiness. This can purify the mind, and this is the ultimate goal of our life. This bhavana or sila bhavana is a little difficult because the nature of the mind is that it likes to think and proliferate. We need to have a meditation object in order to bind our minds, such as butto, Dhammo, Sanko, or it's not permanent, it's uncertain, or emptiness. Or we can recollect one of the virtues of the Buddha, or it can be one of the virtues of the Bodhisattva. This makes our mind still. When our mind is still, then even when we have sense contact and we have greed, anger, delusion arise, but it is softened and lessened because of the qualities of mindfulness and wisdom that is looking after our minds. 
with the qualities of mindfulness and wisdom looking after our minds, then our minds will develop bit by bit. It becomes purified bit by bit, little by little, until we meditate and our minds are empty. It is at ease. It overcomes doubts. It overcomes the chaotic mood states. It can overcome the restlessness of the mind. The mind is above the mental states through samadhi concentration. If we contemplate deeper, we see with clarity. We see it clearly that all things are emptiness. Our minds are above the world. This is called lokutara. Therefore, this method of calming the mind is the correct way. We have merit and spiritual potential by having the Lord Buddha as our highest refuge in our lives. We have his Dhamma teachings for us to develop our minds towards the inner Buddha, awakening. When our minds develop the inner Buddha, that is, seeing the Dhamma. Develop your minds until you see the Dhamma. Then your minds can be Sangha disciples of the Lord Buddha, each and every one of you. It's up to your actions and practice. May you all progress in Dhamma. May you all grow in blessings.